are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. My name is Nate, uh, and joining me for this special Behind the Geeks episode, we have my very own Space Ranger in training, Justin Lawrence. How are you doing today, Justin? Oh, I'm I'm riding high, man. Today was a good day. The interviews we had it was, a good was day. fantastic. Well, listen before we before we get to all of that um, and and sort of why today's episode is so special. I want to remind you, if you're watching or listening, uh, that our review, our spoiler-free review for Disney and Pixar's Lightyear will be out later this evening. Uh, so definitely subscribe, click all the things you need to do uh, to be able to hear that or see that. Um, I'm very excited for uh, everyone to to find out what everyone thinks of it. I think we all fell in love with Socks the Cat, oh, uh, and I'm excited to, to yeah. see the fandom around that, the gifts. Yeah, the gifts are going to be endless. Endless. Dude, I'm so stoked. And Disney, if you're listening, where are my socks? Socks. Like, how is that not? <laughs> that's got to be a thing, right? That's got to be a thing. It will um, be. But we are, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, we're, we're not here to talk about socks, are we, Justin? No, we are not. Uh, today was, was a real honor to be able to have a chance to sit down with uh, Angus McLean, the filmmaker the director and screenwriter uh, of of Lightyear, along with producing partner uh, Galen Sussman, and a huge thanks to Disney Studios Canada for for helping to set up this interview and these or these interviews, if you will, um, because it, it was it's it's an absolute honor to just sit down and talk to the people that that make the stuff that we love, and you know, absolutely, that's why we're geeks about it, right? So you and, know, and, at the end of the and, day, and Pixar specifically is is mind-blowing to me that we've had this opportunity to speak to folks uh from pixar and and behind behind you know all of these movies but specifically Lightyear. uh i had the opportunity to talk to as you'll hear and and see uh michael giacchino uh who is oscar winning michael giacchino oscar winning uh, yeah dude one of my absolute favorites we always say he's the goat He's he's done so many projects that I don't even want to start to list them because it'll probably take the rest of this video. Um, so definitely, uh, that was mind blowing for me to get get a chance to sit with him, and uh, I'm so stoked to uh, let everyone see these interviews and, and see kind of what we heard from them. Um, yeah. So why don't we why don't we just get to it? I think we should. Let's do it, buddy. First up is my interview with director Angus McLean and producer Galen Sussman. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast. My name is Justin. How are you guys doing today? Good, Great. Justin. Nice Thanks. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, let's. I know you guys have a busy day, so I'm going to get right into the questions here. Uh, my first question is actually for for Angus. Uh, I know on Twitter recently you had shared that uh, this is your first directing feature, and yeah. you've been a part of the company of Pixar for for 25 years, yeah. uh, which is amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to know what were some of the highlights of taking on this director role, and as well, were there any challenges for you? Well, directing a movie is is a difficult undertaking in general. Um, it combines so many different disciplines all at once. Uh, I would say it was a, it was a real highlight to get to actually do the work and do the job and to get to make this insane like vision of there was a combination of all my geeky fascinations. Like it's very much a 
a amalgam of things I think are cool in the sci-fi universe or influences that are all as this like giant um, uh, geek smorgasbord, if you will, uh, yeah, or from, from geek to geek. Uh, so just just my sensibility. And as far as the challenges of, it's just like you, the biggest challenge was like, what, how can I make this movie the coolest, most awesome movie it can be? And every film has compromise, every film has constraints, but I'm so proud of the movie that we made. And it's very much like all encompassing, like night and day, thinking about it for five and a half years. And here you go, uh, this is what we have, so. Well, you did not disappoint and visuals were outstanding. I had, I, I saw it in IMAX and I was just oh, blown great. away at how immersive it was, uh, bravo. Uh, my next question is actually for, for Galen. Um, as a producer who's been a part of so many Pixar movies, what got you excited about telling this story about Lightyear? Oh, well, two things. First off, it's sci-fi, right? I love sci-fi, <laughs> so much fun. Um, right. and, and I really loved the opportunity to take an aspirational character like Buzz and give him real human dimension and flaws and you know, things to grow and learn. And, and, and you have this opportunity, right? It's, it's the table is now set to take a, a loved character and, and have like a message that's positive and heartwarming with it, along with making great sci-fi. So come on, that's, that's an amazing combination. I'm so lucky. Well, it's so funny because it, it inherently looks in, uh, like a Pixar movie, but it feels so different. But that heart that you talk about, that, that to me is so inherently Pixar. So it stays grounded in having a really heartfelt connection with the character and, and humanizing Buzz Lightyear beyond just being a toy. Um, you guys have been touching on it as we've, as, we, as we've been discussing here, but I gotta know, like this, this movie does feel like a love letter to sci-fi. Yeah. So what were some of your inspirations from both of you when crafting this story? Uh, well, I wanted to seat the movie in the aesthetics of the 1977 to 1987 sci-fi universe. Uh, so yeah. at, post Star Wars, there was every year a genre classic. There was in 1979 was Aliens, 1980 was Empire Strikes Back, 81 was Return of the Jedi, 82 was uh, uh, Poltergeist and uh, the Thing, 83 was Return of the Jedi, 84 was Ghostbusters, 85 was Back to the Future, 86 was Aliens and the Fly. 80, so just let me get through the whole line here. Uh, Robocop <laughs> and, and Predator in, in 87. And then Alien Nation came out and you know, then there were no more sci-fi movies. Uh, but it, uh, I, I'm joking, of course. Uh, but then, uh, so those were the movies that I was most inspired by. And, I, and, and to me, there was a sense of scope and excitement about them to me as a kid that I wanted to infuse that into the film. Yeah, I, I got 2001 Space Odyssey vibes. Yeah, I yeah. got Interstellar. I got Martian. Like, there's just, it feels like this is, again, just an amalgamation of so many different sci-fi movies. And this, again, very much a love letter uh, to to the sci-fi genre. So thank you for that. Thank you. Um, I, I have one last question here. Um, in regards to uh, using IMAX, and leveraging that as, as a method of storytelling. How early on were those conversations beginning and how did you figure out how to, you know, basically utilize that in a, in a way that helped create more of a grand scope to this story? We definitely, we, Angus said, how about IMAX pretty early on in the process and, and pitched it to, to the president actually um, of Pixar, Jim Morris. And Jim was like, oh yeah, great, of course. And so really from, from day one, we were designing it for IMAX. We were able to put together a whole different 
pipeline for production that would allow us to yes. do IMAX and our regular widescreen at the same time and not double the work, which was really important. And so like we were really able to prepare for it and seed it in. And then our, our um, cinematographer, Jeremy Lasky, um, really like dove in and looked at how IMAX had been used, how it, and how he could use it as um, a storytelling device, a framing device, how to yes. um, um, bring drama to things like being launched into space, where you launch into IMAX at the same time. And it really, it, it creates, I, at least for me, it, it created a breathtaking experience. I, I was like, oh, you know, and to be shocked by your own footage is, is pretty great. What, well, I have to ask, what was your reaction? Did you feel the change? Did you, was it, was it utilized as a story uh, storytelling medium for you? Did, what, what, did your, what was your experience? My experience was fantastic. It, it definitely enhanced it. It was so immersive at times, just the way it was so captivating and how space, you know, we're just looking at stars and black, yeah. black sky and stars, but it, it was so immersive. And I think that it really elevated it. And I wanted to thank you as well for finding a way to blend the, the non IMAX footage with the IMAX footage that didn't feel jarring. I, I always kind of yeah. feel like it kind of takes me out. So I think again, this elevated the, the entire movie oh, for me, it, it really great. made it made it a very enjoyable experience. My time is running out. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Uh, you guys are fantastic. This movie is fantastic. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart for bringing it to life. Oh, thank All right. You. I'm so glad you liked thank it. You. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. Enjoy the rest of the interviews. Thank All right. You. Thank you. Bye. Next up is Nate's interview with Michael Giacchino. Hey there, Nate. How are you? Thank you so much for your time. Um, welcome to the Geekcentric podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Good to see it. Good to see it. Um, I have been such a huge fan of your work all the way back to Maui Mallard on the SNES. Uh, oh my God, into... you're just dating yourself in a huge I, right? way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I was, I, maybe I, I didn't play it right away, but I, I played it when I was yeah. younger and, um, you know, up into including uh, Life and Death uh, from Lost and uh, Married yeah. Life from Up. I have to ask just on those two songs alone, between you and Pixar, why do you love to make us cry so much? <laughs> because it's what makes us honest. It's 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 the thing that you know uh, everyone needs to cry. If they don't, they're, you're missing out on a great sort of way to sort of look at the world and and look at yourself and think of things. And I don't know. I just feel like um, all the moments you remember, all the moments I remember from movies, so much of them are the most emotional parts of those movies. Yeah. And and because that's where you can most identify with the person that you're watching on screen. That's when you're saying, oh, man, I have felt that way, too. I know what you know what I mean. You know, those things I can't identify with someone dropping it, jumping out of a helicopter. I can watch right. it and enjoy it. But that's not something I can identify with. Thank God. Uh, but I can identify with real life moments. And that's where I, I really put everything into those to help make that experience feel more more real and more more truthful and um you know and help that story get told that's that's the reason very cool i mean speaking about those emotional beats i watched uh, i got to see lightyear in imax and dude what an incredible like visual treat that was obviously accompanied by your brilliant score uh and i have to ask when you're going into a pixar movie especially what goes into choosing the right sounds and instrumentation um that might be different from some of the other movies you've done you know, they give me a lot of freedom there. We've done a lot of work together over the years. And it's and, and one of the great things about that is this level of trust we each have with each other. And uh, 
So it's really more about what do you, you know, they'll ask me, what are you thinking about this? And, and how, you know, and I present to them, uh, you know, in the early stages of what we do, I, I write a suite of music, which encompasses all the themes and all the ideas and the characters. And, and, and I play it for them. And I was like, this is how the movie made me feel, you know, in whatever stage it was at the time that I saw it. And most of the time it's still storyboards. It's still really rough in general, but uh, through a lot of extensive conversations with Angus and Angus and I are great friends already. So we're always geeking out on things no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's, it's just really about just hitting home at what is at the heart and the truth of this story we are trying to tell. And it's not talking about visuals. It's not talking about any of that. It's all just emotional, uh, core, what is happening there. And, uh, so that's, that's what I aim for first. And, and it's really about deep digging into the characters. I love that. Yeah. D digging into the, the feelings, uh, throughout yes. the, yeah. the movie. Because process. that's ultimately what, what music does for a movie is help help you understand the emotional, help you understand uh, what these characters are feeling, what they're going through. Not, ne not necessarily what they're doing, but what they're right. feeling, what they're feeling. And that's, that's where you want to be. Uh, so as an audience member, you can then connect to these characters. And it it's, doesn't matter if it's live action or animated, it's the same process. They are both the same. Uh, I love that. Because if you think about it in, in, in animation, uh, yes, Remy is a rat, he's not real. But uh, guess what? Uh, uh, Captain Kirk isn't real either. <laughs> you know, like right. that's like, totally. even though, it, it, you know, you're dealing with characters and stories on either front. So they're, they're, they're exactly the same. Okay. Um, I also wanted to bring up, you know, the great Randy Newman, uh, who composed oh, yeah. uh, the original Toy Story movies. He's given, you know, Toy Story and, and especially Buzz some memorable themes and recognizable sounds. Uh, and when listening to the soundtrack while watching this movie, you hear a, a lot of these audio callbacks to those original themes. I mm -hmm. wanted to know when, you know, for you carrying the music forward for the character of Lightyear, what would be the musical reference that you're most proud of that you were able to just sort we didn't reference anything directly from oh, what okay. we did. there was no reference uh maybe the the spirit of it felt right but there were no themes that we used we couldn't because this buzz is different from the buzz that randy worked with this is a very different buzz this is a completely different thing you know he that you have randy's buzz lightyear was the toy mm -hmm. uh and my buzz lightyear is the human that that toy is based on so it's a very different thing. So we didn't we didn't delve into using any of the the thematic material that Randy did. And let me just also say how brilliant Randy is, and he's one of my absolute heroes on so many fronts, not just film <laughs> scoring, songwriting, storytelling, yeah. all of those things. He's he, in my opinion, is one of the world's greatest storytellers. Just mm -hmm. forget musician. He's one of the best storytellers we've ever had. Uh, so I I love him to death. But yeah, this was about taking. Um, this character in, 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 in developing, it's a whole new space for this place, uh, for this guy. And, uh, so that, that was the challenge there doing that, which was a lot of fun, but hopefully some of the spirit of what Randy did survives. And maybe that's what you were feeling. And if I think so, that makes yeah. me happy. So that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely felt, I, I just, I felt back to my childhood, uh, and good. especially hearing the music that's been, been put out so far. Um, and speaking of, of your albums and, and some of the trends that go along with your albums. Uh, it seems that there's always a world's worst 
track yeah. on every single album with the Incredibles. One of my favorites is World's Worst Babysitters. Um, yeah. I have to ask, uh, is there a World's Worst on this album? And are you allowed to say what it is yet? Uh, well, I'm not sure if that if that track ended up on the soundtrack or not, because a lot of times when you're doing the soundtrack, you you pick and choose sort of what are the best things to put up there, what makes the best story. Uh, I'd have to get back to you on that one. But, I, you okay. know, that world first tradition goes way back to um, Alias, working on Alias <laughs> with my music, my music editor at, the, at, at, at that time. And he's also the same music editor that worked on Lightyear as well. He uh would name a bunch of the cues and it started this whole thing with us where we would we would get into these contests who could come up with the crazier cue titles uh for them you know you got to think of something yeah you got something to do while you're working on all this stuff it gives you something crazy to do uh but uh, world's worst came out of alias and then i think it's it's been in almost every movie this year it's been so busy it's so crazy it's it's hard to remember exactly every detail about everything it was just a race to get everything done no worries. I'll have to when I when I download this the the album uh, as soon as it's available. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, and lastly, That's I have good. to ask. Um, you know, you've had the opportunity to work with so many different directors, and you've even sat in the director's chair before. And you've obviously helped to uh, direct a lot of parts of even this movie. From what I was seeing from the press conference, um, I want to know. You know, is there any chance? We're going to get to see you behind the director's chair for an upcoming movie or series anytime soon. I'd love to see it. Well, I am in the middle of something right now uh, with my friends at Marvel that we're finishing up. So, uh, yeah. So the answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that, I guess. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. That's totally fair. That is that's more than enough. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for your time again. I can't wait to to both hear and see uh, what you do soon. Um, uh, thank you so much. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Cheers. Take care. Dude. <laughs> dude. Okay, like, like, dude, we just got a confirmation here that Jakino is is working on something with Marvel. So yeah, dude. I don't know if it. I don't know if that's been all confirmed because it seemed like he was. It's a been rumored for a long time. Yeah, it's been a yeah. rumor for a long time. Yeah. So he he even seems like he still can't can't really talk about it, but maybe it's out there that he that he is doing work. So I don't I like know. I think pretty that cool, we just though, broke the news. I think. Yeah. Right. I'll, I think the Geek Central yeah, podcast exactly. is broken. <laughs> First time this ever. News. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Um, I, it was absolutely insane to have Angus and Michael uh, and Galen on the show. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's again, as we mentioned earlier, it's such a, a blessing and a pleasure to be able to sit down with yeah. the people that make the movies and the music that we love and that has yeah. just been such a huge part of our lives for such a long time. So it's so yeah. cool to see that. Um, and, uh, and you know, everything that Pixar has done, we're such huge fans. Um, I loved when with yours, with uh, Angus, when he kind of like turned the interview around on you and started yeah. asking your thoughts on, on your IMAX experience. And it's funny too, because that's like at the end and I, I get the notification, like, please wrap up. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like he's asking me a question here. I'm, I'm going to answer <laughs> yeah. now. And I was like rushing to like get the answer out. And I, I, I coherent enough, but it was cool to have a filmmaker ask, ask me as an audience member, like, how did you feel about what you saw? And right. honestly, that's, that's great. Cause then, it really just shows how much of a geek he is too. Like, you know, there's a couple geek references that he points out in the interview. And I, I feel like it just, it harkens to this idea that he he's overly passionate 
um, uh, you know, about the craft that he does. And it was such an honor to, to, to have, to have that moment of where I can at least gush a little bit about why I love this movie so much because IMAX, I think is the only way to really see this movie because it's 100%. stunning. It's 100%. absolutely stunning. Totally. As you'll hear in our, our spoiler free review, you definitely yes. absolutely have to see this in IMAX. Do whatever you can to see it in IMAX because it's so, it felt like a, as I said in the review, it felt like a Disney ride at times. Like that's what, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. It, what it felt like. So I'm stoked to see what we get next from these legendary creators um it was cool to see peterson uh in the press conference that we got uh he's the one making he's he's the voice of socks and he's also directing the next pixar movie elemental so hopefully we get to hear from him again but also you know michael and uh and angus and galen if you ever want to join us on the podcast ever again let us know hit us up now that we're friends um i think I, i think we can say that right justin Absolutely. I'd like to think it. I'd like to think that we are. So totally. I think so. Uh, Well, that is it. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this special Behind the Geeks episode and interview. Uh, And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts and here uh, if you're watching on YouTube. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts uh, of Lightyear, of its incredible visuals and phenomenal soundtrack, uh, well, let me just blast us into hyperspeed over to Justin so he can let you know how to reach us. Well, they can reach out to us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Now, if that's a little too out there for you, <laughs> you can also reach out to us on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, games, including our recent spoiler-filled review for episodes one to three of The Boys Season 3. Uh, where it got a little bit, uh, you know, maybe don't listen to that one with your kids. Um, But we also uh, did give our spoiler-free reviews, again, as I said, coming up soon for Lightyear later this evening. Uh, But we also have our spoiler-free review for Miss Marvel, which, speaking of interviews, uh, Justin also had a great interview with the directors of Miss Marvel Episode uh, 1 and 6, Adil and Bilal, which... Dude, they were so hype, and you were—you yeah, got were so, so much hype fun. with them. Yeah. It was a I, lot of fun. I, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, another great interview for the books, man. Totally, go check that out. Um, and speaking of Miss Marvel, we have both—we uh, have Watch Clubs, uh, which, if you're watching on YouTube right now, don't know what that is. It's kind of like a book club, but better, where we break down our theories and thoughts on the series that we love. And we have two Watch Clubs going on right now each week—one uh, for Miss Marvel and one for Obi Wan. Uh, so definitely. Go give those a listen. Justin, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. And as we say, love ya. Peace.